Welcome to the Rosenbox, where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar. And I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet. May I come in? <laughs> Welcome, sir, Aron Sands Madrid. Thank you for having me back. You're so back. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Um... Yeah, welcome back. So Aron was MIA for the last few episodes because he was in Madrid. Yeah, Claire was flying solo. I was flying solo. Did um, you miss me? Um, Said a lot. No, of, I did. How's I your did. back? A lot, a lot of weight to carry. It, on honestly, your back. though, it was your back we, sore. We had some quick turnarounds when you were gone. We had to work really quickly because time was of the essence. That's yes. the truth. That's the truth. But no, it was it was good. We had some sweet episodes. But tell us about Madrid. How was it performing in your homeland? It was fantastic. Um, so New York City Ballet was in Madrid on tour. In March. In, End of March. April. During March, yeah. And it was the first time New York City Ballet had ever performed in Madrid. Mm-hmm. The company itself had only performed once before, certainly as a whole company or the majority of the company, only once before in Barcelona, back when Mr. B was alive, mm. as I understood it. Yeah. So it was a very, very exciting. It got a lot of media coverage and television time, and the country itself was very, very welcoming and very excited to have City Ballet. And, you know, it's Europe, so they have history on dance. And... They have, of course, they have known of City Ballet, so it, you know, there it's a harder audience. I would say they're they're it's people that are experienced in the arts, mm-hmm. and they have been for years. So, the fact that they received us and the performances went so well, and they loved us so much, says a lot about the company. It was fantastic, and personally, I had a great time. A lot of my family came to the shows. And it just, it was so um, special to be representing the company, but also representing my country and and what it is that I do that I don't get to do it at home often at all. So, yeah. And you performed Serenade? Yes. Were you the... Elegy. Elegy Man? Elegy, mm-hmm. yeah. The mm-hmm. Elegy Man and... Yeah, and Serenade. It's Serenad. a beautiful role. Yeah, it's it was the same program role. that we did all week. Oh, so were there like, what, five, three, five shows? It was, um, I think we started in like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two on Saturday, two oh, on Sunday, because wow. there was a kids' matinee oh, wow. that I got to host. Wait, and, no way. So oh, were you yes. talking in you Spanish? No, oh, tell us was. about this. I sure was. I hosted So what did the, you tell the kids? Mm, uh, first of all, it, w- it this is part of a newer initiative of uh, the Teatro Real, which is where we were performing, uh-huh. to host more children's matinees. And I was like, oh, I, when they asked me, I was like, it was a no-brainer. I was like, I would absolutely do it. Like, I've done similar things for City Ballet, and it would be so fun to do. So I did host the children's matinee that it only involved Justin Peck's Times Are Racing. So I talked about the ballet, talked about Justin, explained the process and what it was about, and then they got to obviously see the the ballet and then Q and A after. So it was really fun. 
Who was the Q and A with? Well, another it was, answer. Or? It, it was actually just. Unfortunately, we don't have as many um, Spanish speaking oh, right. um, dancers <laughs> as I would love to. So I was the, the person to take the the questions. I see. I see. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. If only I were there, I would have, you know, you said would a have, few... you would have did give it a go. You would have done what you do. <laughs> and there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. No, performing in your hometown. And like... the performance was filmed. <gasps> and it will be available at some point. I'm sure City Ballet will make some sort yeah, of announcement. That was amazing. very exciting. It's very similar. The whole experience of the filming of the show was similar to something you and I were involved back when City Ballet went to Paris back yep. in like 2014, Maybe I think. 16? 2016? Yeah. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Back then. <laughs> um, and you get to have that memory forever. Particularly for me. Like, it was so special and I'm so grateful that they decided to to film it because I'm like, who knows? It might be once in a lifetime that I get to perform. It might be, yeah. You never with know. City Ballet. Totally at home. So, I was yeah. very very happy that they filmed the show. And from what I've heard, it's gonna be beautiful. That's awesome. No, it yeah. is like a lot of pressure sometimes to have those kinds of shows filmed. Yes, but then... which great segue for what we're gonna be talking. Oh, we are. About yeah, today, we are. about filming dance mm-hmm. and. Yeah, in different aspects. Yeah, all the aspects of it. So we're yeah. going to have Sean Swazi on the podcast, and he is a former soloist dancer with New York City Ballet. He was a dancer for 22 years, which is amazing. And um, he's going to be sharing with us the different avenues that he is pursuing as a creative, specifically in relation to film, mm-hmm. because he got this interest, this spark when he was a dancer and has pursued it ever since, this role of a filmmaker. That's right. So we will welcome him now. Sean Swassi, hi. Hi. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Good to see you. You too. Should we jump in with some interesting questions? Please. So, Sean, we have known you since we got into the company, Claire and I. Mm-hmm. We have been colleagues and danced together on stage. But we've also gotten to know you as a different... Creative? Yeah. Yeah, different creative. Yeah, collaborated together in a different, mm-hmm. yeah. in a different way. Yeah, um, can totally. you tell us a little bit about your journey and your dancing career briefly and where you're at now? So basically, I guess I joined the company in like 1999 or 8. Says the internet, 99. 99. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like, you know, a period where it was only dance in that bubble for many years. That being said, like ever since I was a kid, I was always really interested in like everything that goes into putting on a show. Um, mm-hmm. That came from my very first ballet studio. My teacher, Joyce, would put on shows and everyone you know, the parents, everyone was kind of involved, and I was always kind of fascinated with the behind the scenes as well as just being a performer. Mm-hmm. Same thing with watching movies. When I grew up watching movies, I was always thinking, well, how did they do that? Or what did the set look like? Like, you know, what? how is this all achieved? And I would put on shows at home with my brother and sister, and there was a point in my dance career where it was actually in Saratoga, a group of us would kind of put on these skits. It was 
my Saratoga house and uh, another Saratoga house, and we would put on these skit things and kind of have a competition. And that, as silly as it was, and it was just fun, ever since that, then there was this other desire to kind of like uh, create as well as perform. So then when rehearsing for the revival of New York Export Opus Jazz, me and my friend Ellen were both in the cast, the revival cast. And, you know, so we're rehearsing it all the time, watching it in the studio. And all of a sudden, there was just this kind of spark of an idea that it should be a film. And that idea really came because knowing how successful West Side is shot on location and because the choreography of Opus Jazz is so similar and the music is not as similar, but similar enough, I was like, this will work. Like, this will be great. Like, if... If we do this, we kind of already have a blueprint for it being successful. And that was kind of how I got into film. Uh, and that took a long time and many years and a lot of a lot of work. But it was really about that idea that got me into film. It wasn't like I was trying to get into film. It was just like I had this one idea mm-hmm. and then kind of fell in love with that process. You know, I enjoyed the process so much. I felt really, really comfortable. Like, I was very happy while we were creating that, even though it was extremely stressful and Ellen and I were both young and didn't know what we were doing. We learned <laughs> we learned a lot, and ultimately it was a great experience. Yeah, that's actually, I'm thinking that that was such a courageous endeavor to do. I mean, it was, we really were so naive yeah. that we did not know how difficult it was going to be. I mean, really, it was because of that, it was just like, we're doing this. And it was kind of, I don't know what you would call that, but we were almost like blind. <laughs> like, it was really ambitious. Yeah. But also it was not being a filmmaker yet. It's like, it was not knowing all that goes in right. to something. Mm-hmm. And it was also not, like, I think I imagined it more scrappy than it turned out. And it was really our collaborators, especially Jody Lee Lipes, that like made it he was like, this should be shot on 35 millimeter. And like, you know, all the collaborators had been working in film and, you know, were fresh out of school and kind of, it was like, they they were like, this is the level that we're gonna try and make this. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately I was like, oh my God. Like I remember being almost in shock with how, how real the set was, <laughs> you know, how real, the, how big the camera was, how many lights there were, like all that kind of, you know, like, I didn't think it would be like that. I think I thought it would be, like, a camera and, a, like, a ladder or something. <laughs> and it ended up being, like, yeah. a crane and a dolly and, you know. And it's a, it's a gorgeous film. And for people who are maybe less familiar with it, basically, Sean and Ellen took this ballet with choreography by Jerome Robbins, New York Export Opus Jazz, and they translated it into a film. And they filmed with a team the dance scenes out in the New York City area? Was it mainly New York City? It was all New York City except the theater. The theater was in Jersey, Jersey City. What year did that come out? 2010 is when it premiered. Okay. But we, like, started it, like, five years earlier. And we filmed the part on the High Line first Mm -hmm. and then used it to help us fundraise and to kind of, like, show that we, as, like, young people who had never really done something like this could do it. Yeah, you had something... 
yeah, it's, there. it's extremely yeah. professional. And I, I think I remember watching it either early on in my company years or when I was still a student at the School of American Ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to the Walter Reed Theater. There was a screening there. Yeah, I we've think. had screening. There's been that a lot Lincoln of screenings Center. like over the years. Sometimes yeah. every once in a while, it can it'll screen again, but. But it's such a beautiful film. So, Thank like, you. bottom line, people should check it out. And that yeah, was I mean, your... a lot of really, really talented people worked on it, and it was a great group. Yeah, and so that was kind of the first moment where your film, yeah. your interest in film was. Yeah, it was just like we should do this, and then that became I want to do more of right. this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do more filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since then, you've worked on a number of films with New York City Ballet, and then also other. Yeah. Dance-related films, too. Yeah, a few. Yeah, Um, no, definitely. Basically, after Opus Jazz happened, Ellen retired and was, uh, you know, given the director of media position here. So then she brought me on to do, you know, direct a few videos. Then after she left that position, Rebecca, who held the position after her, Mm -hmm. asked me to do a few videos. And now Laura... Snow, who is the current director of media, has asked me to do a few. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty spread out, but also pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And could you tell us a little bit of what you were involved with last, which I think it's uh, something coming out, something mm-hmm. special coming out for the seventy fifth anniversary of New York City Ballet. Yeah. So, gosh, I guess was it like before Christmas or January? I'm not really sure when, but Laura. And Camille, who is the creative director here, asked me to direct the 75th anniversary campaign film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a huge opportunity. I was so excited to get the call and to be asked to do this. Because it was quite a big endeavor. Yeah, it was definitely the biggest thing I've ever directed. Opus Jazz was was bigger, but I wasn't the director. I was like the... I don't know, creative. Uh, the, I was the executive producer and creator. But you were also in it. so it, No, 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 I was You in were it. not in it? No, Ellen and I took ourselves out of... We didn't dance in it. For we replaced I, ourselves. I remember you in it. I replaced myself with Robbie Fairchild, and Ellen replaced herself with Amanda Hankus. Oh. Yeah. No, we were really, like, in the, like, we wanted to, like, be behind the scenes. Right. I mean... It would have been amazing to dance in it, but we wouldn't no, have been yeah, able yeah. to, like... It, you wouldn't that have been, been able really to really weird. So what was the uh, prep work like for this for New the, York City for Ballet the 75th anniversary film? And for yeah. any others, like, what is kind of, yeah. like... I mean, the prep you work. know, it's like, this is a thing where, you know, you're being hired, and, you know, that's different from just, like, coming up with your own idea. So mm-hmm. there was a brief that Laura and Camille presented to me that was kind of, like... This is what we're thinking. There were some specific references. And as the director, you write a treatment. You come up with an idea, write a treatment, kind of like map it out, mm-hmm. basically. And, you know, bringing in visual references, kind of like it, it can be very specific or it can be more, you know, it depends on the it depends on what on the concept, what the, on what the yeah. concept is. You know, in a lot of filmmaking, there is a story or there's, you know, it's about getting a lot of coverage of this, 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 and then potentially the final thing gets crafted in the edit. But then in other other times you're saying like, this is gonna happen, then there's gonna be a cut, then this is gonna happen, cut, then this is gonna happen, mm-hmm. you know, that. And that's actually how most of my stuff has been. 
And so, yeah, I like wrote a treatment. Everyone approved it. And then actually, and this is another thing about filmmaking, about things kind of just like changing and evolving. Basically, we went on a creative scout with the director of photography, Sam Wooten, the line producer, Rebecca Bjornstadter, who was, I mentioned before, Laura, Morgan, Camille, and we all kind of were doing a creative scout of the location, which was the theater. And it kind of was revealed to us as we were walking through the actual space where we were planning to shoot that it was probably not going to work the way we wanted it. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like this... uh, I feel like everyone was feeling it, but not necessarily saying it, trying to be positive. You know, I had kind of a, you know, I had to like step away and I was like, I don't think this is right. I think Mm -hmm. I need to go back to the drawing board. Everyone was super supportive of that. That being said, we still, you know, there's time constraints. We had to, you know, we had to shoot date already. Anyway, so yeah, we changed the concept, which was actually a lot more collaborative than the initial writing of the concept. This was more of like a conversation. It was like, well, what what if we take this idea from that and put it here, but we do it differently? It was kind of like a puzzle. And ultimately, we ended up with something that everyone was happy with. And it was, I really like collaborating, Mm -hmm. especially when the idea doesn't come immediately. Like, Opus Jazz came like that. But it's also like that was, already. it it was already, it was literally like someone else's idea. And Mm -hmm. I just was like, let's do it this way. And the Sleeping Beauty trailer, I did for City Ballet was also like that idea came really fast. Like I could just see it all and Mm -hmm. I just had to organize my thoughts. But a lot of other ideas come from many, many conversations. Somebody saying something, then you getting an idea from their idea, then you guys speaking about it together, changing it. It's And I, I really love that process a lot. And, you know, even the final treatment, there was even still a change, a big change that happened like two days before the shoot. One thing I was like, we're not, I don't want to do that anymore. Actually, there was like two. <laughs> there was one that was like two days before a big change that had to do with costumes. And then another one that had to do with a specific sh- like uh, camera move trick uh, cut uh-huh. thing that I took out. And it was like, you know, it's a thing where... I said it, and everyone was like, yeah, that's that's right. That's, that's the right idea. Like, I was thinking that, too. And that happens all the time, which is really cool. But it's also a thing where you have to really, like, not be married to your ideas so much mm-hmm. and be able to kind of throw them out. Aron, you were involved with this campaign mm-hmm. shoot, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So for both of you... I wouldn't what? let him look at the monitor. Oh, because you were going to be very I analytical? Like, we I was like, we don't have time You're like, for uh-uh. This. He was like, I just really think it would help if I saw <laughs> what the shot looks like. I was like, it's fine. You need to just trust me. I, yeah, I understand that because I often want to do it too. But And yeah. you've been in that other position. Oh, God, I mean. Behind the lens. So you're like, hard. oh, God, I, what is the angle? I don't, I do not know. I, but fortunately, like, Aron and I were talking, like, if you were at the helm of the video shoot because mm-hmm. of your dance wisdom that you've had here at New York City Ballet and throughout your whole life. Like, mm-hmm. we we trust you to yeah. make the right calls, which is right. still 100%. hard, but... Right, well, yeah, I mean, with dance, like, I, I know when something looks good and when something doesn't. And, you know, but also, like, you know, the more that I've done and also the more people that I work with, who come from different backgrounds and have actual education in this in some cases, in a lot of cases, it all kind of 
falls in the same pot now. I think of it just as filmmaking. I don't think of it as like dance filmmaking, even when it is. It's mm-hmm. just like it's all it's all the same thing and it's all about like getting it to look the way you imagine and getting it to look the best it can. Mm-hmm. In dance it doesn't just mean the choreography. Totally. It's a combination of what's happening with the camera and the choreography. It's also about showing the choreography in a way that you want to it to feel different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these ballets are made for the stage, but it can be exciting when you show them in a different way, closer, or if the camera is kind of dancing with the dancer. That can, I mean, obviously not constantly, but that's also the goal, I think, with, mm-hmm. with shooting dance is to kind of like have it not feel archival only, have it feel like this is its own new thing. Seeing the dancer and the performer in a different way, but also when the two things, the camera and the subject, how they go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also done a lot of that with Sam Wu and the director of photography. Mm-hmm. We've collaborated on a bunch of dance things together and we always have a really like involved shot listing process, really talking about all the different ways we can do something. If the camera's moving, if it's not, where cuts are gonna be. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so hopeful yeah. to have a partnership like that that you can just like yeah, say yeah. things candidly and then yeah. you don't worry so much. Oh, about. totally. I mean, it's just so it's exploring and it's like trying to really, really think really carefully mm-hmm. about choices. But you know, also, the, again, it's like throwing things away on set. You know, Sam and I shot listed every single thing in the campaign video. We just, we were like this, 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 this. There's tons and tons of things that we want to get. And you know, sometimes it's not working. You realize that in the moment. I mean, it's always best to get as much coverage as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I do appreciate how like genuine you are and how clear and ready to make a decision you are. Cause sometimes like we've all worked with people that sometimes like, oh, it can be like that or not. Mm-hmm. And the the concepts start or the, the vision and the taste behind it starts to like um elaborate in a way that, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't always end up with the finished product that you might ideally want. But what I love about you is that if you do like it you will give it a yes. If you don't like it, you will give it a no and perhaps try it differently. But if not, you are like not married to it and happy to move on to create Mm -hmm. something that you do love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do know when something's working. I I think I do uh, in the moment. And I've gotten more confident as the years have gone by and the more that I've done. But it's also upsetting when something's not working. And with the film shoot, there's so much money involved, time, people's schedules, you know, talent waiting around, miserable. (laughs) 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 You know, like it can be very disappointing, but it is like, you know, that is an important thing to do to be like, we need to move on. Like this is not, it's not working and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, but also your trained eye to be able to see like, oh, it might not be working, but I can fix it or I know how to fix it. Like sometimes it just needs a note. Yeah, and as decisive as I think I can be, there's also a lot of mistakes that I realize I made after it's over. Every single shoot I've done, I'm like, shoot, I should have done that. Why didn't I think of that? Or, you know, like things that are become, like when you're looking at the footage later, they're like obvious. And I'm like, shit, I should have, I should have uh, done it, did it this way. Or that always happens. And 
Like, I want to get better and better the more I but do. You, I, not, I think that's all of us. That's learning. That's, like, doing something once and, like, yeah. taking your successes and also taking your mistakes and mm-hmm. then incorporating those into the next project. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing about it living forever is the, that's is, tough. Is, is the issue. Oh. That's tough, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's also people not know the, the people who are watching it not knowing exactly what was happening behind right. this, the mm-hmm. camera. Right. Yeah. But. Well, I did want to ask, maybe for Aron, you can tell everyone, like, what was the process like when you came to set? Like, what was that like? Or even before, I don't know if you had rehearsals for mm-hmm. the video shoot beforehand, but what did it look like on the day where you came to the set and Sean was there gearing up well, for the film? Usually you have an early call, way before your shooting time, to kind of get things ready. If you have already been fitted for costumes, then you know you don't have to do that the day off. But sometimes you do have to do that the day off. But yeah, we um, were we were finalizing certain yeah. people's costumes on certain the day, looks. changing oh, things wow. on the day. You know, it's like, you know, there's all of this is happening around the dancers' performance schedule. So, which is already which hectic. is like it's like come downstairs to the lower concourse during your 20 minutes off and bring me all your ballet clothes that you have so Mm -hmm. I can see which one is going to work. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of sacrifice, sacrifice of time that the dancers are making to, like, show up for this kind of stuff. And there's always going to be last-minute tweaking. And, yeah, but Aron was in, not to give too much away, but there's some non-dance scenes in the video as well as dance scenes and he was in both of them Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah so yeah i had an idea of what i would be dancing so i could kind of like work on uh, just the choreography aspect of it Mm -hmm. we also had gonthalo and and wendy there to help with choreography and Mm -hmm. basically be in charge of all of that and they were the movement yeah Yeah, like to make sure yeah yeah doing the right steps yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. totally i mean from teaching to also kind of like coaching mm-hmm. and coordinating with the pianists and you know it was it really does take it's a so lot of elements yeah. yeah i think it was a very well-oiled machine yeah i set. i yeah. agree Great. i agree with them too because yeah i mean everyone is like really important the ad is super important what's the ad the assistant director to the director well they're the- <laughs> <laughs> The I AD, don't know. The There's AD, directors of companies. The AD runs the show. <laughs> the AD runs the show. The AD calls okay. action. I call cut. The but the AD yells it. Okay. Um, the AD is making sure that we are not running over. If we are running over, mm. they're telling us we're running over. It's just like literally everything. Basically, responsible for a lot, and it's just super important to have a really good AD on a shoot this big or on any shoot, but especially on one this big. And we were really lucky. So how many dancers were involved with the shoot? Oh. Roughly. In total? 40-something. I was going to say between 40 and 50. Oh, it was that's a lot. big. That's it like was huge. two-thirds yeah. or more yeah. of the company? Yeah. Again, not, to give, not to give a lot away, but many of them didn't have to dance. Mm-hmm. But the shot that they were involved in was quite complicated. Mm. And, I mean, it was simple. It's simple, but complicated but sometimes the simplest things are the most complicated yeah yeah, yeah. how do you make them feel and seem simple mm-hmm. yeah and i mean there's just so much that goes into even something as simple as what we are not talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean it was a lot a huge cast which um i really wanted 
And was that a conscious choice to like reflect the magnitude of the company and yeah. the diversity? Yeah, yeah. And well, the 75th it, was, it, it was really about showing. Yeah, the history. It was about representing as many ballets as possible mm -hmm. because that's what. That's what <laughs> that's this what anniversary is. is about. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just you know, it's like this is a huge rep. Mm -hmm. With, I mean, just Balanchine's rep is huge, so, and it's yeah. So it was just important for this anniversary to show just how huge it is and how diverse it is and yeah it's a lot how many days did you guys shoot we had a pre-light and two shoot days so a pre-light did that involve dancers or was that just no we had some stand-ins for lighting but the pre-light was basically it's not just lighting we were setting up and doing a lot of the production design and art direction which was like a really kind of specific part of my treatment but that was like only in my head. In all our scouts, we weren't like able to see exactly like what it would look like mm -hmm. as I had. Like I knew it was possible because, it, you know, we're so we're in the theater. This is the other thing about this video is that we're shooting both the photo shoot, which happened a month before the video shoot, both that and the video were shot in the theater, which was part of the concept before I came on. That was like part of the brief which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we were setting up this kind of world that the finale sequence of the video takes place in. And that didn't look the way it was, the way it looks in the final film, which I was extremely happy with, didn't look like that till like 20 minutes before we started shooting. It was a lot of moving things around. It was a lot of testing. Oh, turn that light off. Turn that light back on. Turn this light. Like you know, it was like about creating this world, and we didn't get it exactly right until like probably twenty, thirty minutes before the shooting started. So we were actually, we didn't get it on the pre-light. We got it I the see. morning of the shoot because we had yeah. a few hours or something, or an hour and a half, or two hours or something. Do you get a similar kind of excitement behind the camera as you did when you were dancing full-time? Oh, it's different. I think I get less nervous doing this than I did mm -hmm. dancing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, the nerves for... Of course I'm nervous. If you care about something, you're going to be nervous. But nerves can be really good, mm -hmm. you know? And, it, of course, like, that signifies that you do care and that you want it, you know, to be excellent. My nerves as a dancer were, for many years, kind of a big problem. And what I'd say that's different is that I had some major imposter syndrome as a filmmaker because I didn't go to film school. Basically, I, my film school was Opus Jazz. Mm -hmm. But throughout that process, I did sometimes feel like uncomfortable and like maybe like I shouldn't be in charge. Mm -hmm. um, but that has shifted. And the more I do, the more I feel confident. And yeah, the nerves are just now like, I think they're good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like they're debilitating the way sometimes they were when I was dancing. Mm. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, there's probably so many reasons for that, but it is nice as a filmmaker that you have time to finesse it the way that you would like it to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I anything mean, has sometimes, limits, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but sometimes it can feel like, oh, I could do this for, like, five more hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, to 100, yeah. I mean, there never feels like there's enough time. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes you're ahead of schedule or you're right on schedule, and then all of a sudden... Like, when we shot with you, we were really late, Aaron. 
like we were super late and then it was a very much like how did this happen Mm. but that happens but you know ultimately it does work out but yeah I guess not nerves but I was kind of like I was worried on set that we weren't going to get all that we needed I see so different nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So different. It's also like when you're, when I was a dancer, it was like I wasn't paying anybody. You know, right. or, I mean, I'm not paying anyone now, but it's like I'm responsible for this being good and like a lot of money is going into making this. So, and a lot of people's time. And so that is a big responsibility, which right. is very different. Right. Yeah. Th- I mean, there's definitely a like, what if this is not good? What if this ends up sucking? And everyone's gonna like laugh at it. But that's the artist in you. You're yeah, always yeah. like no, questioning. But it's, and it's, it is, I mean, your question was about like the difference between yes. that and performing. And that was kind of like, yeah, they're just different, yeah. I guess, for me. Have you worked in any other projects that don't involve dancing or, or movement or choreography? Yeah, so basically, no. Everything that I've done has either been for City Ballet. Well, okay, if you think about it, Sleeping Beauty had no dancing in it. Correct. The Sleeping, the Sleeping Correct. Beauty promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was for City Valley, but there was Which no Which everyone dancing. should check out, by the way, because it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. That's the thing that is the most different from anything else that I've done. Besides, like, screen tests or rep trailers that are, like, doc style mm-hmm. with talking heads and interview. But that was, like, a conceptual trailer that didn't have any dance in it. Even though it was for Sleeping Beauty, which is ballet, there wasn't any dance, and it was kind of an odd world we created and it was meant to be funny it was a comedy so yeah again I was like doing something I'd never done before and yeah that was also kind of that was a really that was fun exci- that was an exciting. That was so great. You were yeah, in it. Oh right? my god! That yeah. was a really the fun project. No, you were you the, the star. Catalan. <laughs> yeah. Catal- oh my goodness! No, it's totally. so good. I watched it again. No, I mean that was. It makes me laugh so much. Yeah, he's you're incredible in it. Both you and Gollop together yeah. were perfect. Casting is important. Yeah, yeah. casting <laughs> is important. It, okay. It makes 100%. me wonder how in charge of casting are you really, or have you been? The casting for Sleeping Beauty was. I think I got everybody I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, originally I wanted to have Perry Sylvie be the king. I wanted like non-dancers to right. play the king and queen. Uh, and so I was going to have Perry Sylvie, but I don't remember. I don't even think we even asked him. But like <laughs> it was that was like it was like I wanted it to feel really, really real. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like they were these real characters. But that was I think that was me. I mean, it's always a conversation. It's always like a discussion tell us about the concept um i will for sleeping beauty please so rebecca bjorn's daughter who was the director of media at the time asked me to pitch an idea for a conceptual trailer for sleeping beauty meaning this trailer is not going to be performance footage edited to music and the problem that i saw was how do you show this huge ballet with like, you know, so many characters, so many costumes, sets, so much music. Uh, It's just huge. How do you do that? How do you show like what this is without dance? Mm -hmm. Basically, I was like, we can't show dance because if we show dance and it's, you know, what a two minute little video, it's just going to be part of it. It's not going to really show the whole ballet. So I just wanted to focus on, like, the story and the characters. And also I had just come off performing it, mm-hmm. and I was Catalabit, which I really, when asked to do it, did not want to do it and felt really, like, uncomfortable. And then I slowly got into it, and 
I was like, this is actually really funny. And yeah, so basically the concept came from, the idea came from an Irving Penn photo of Tanny. Tanny LeClaire. Tanny, yeah. I mean, she's not in, she's not Aurora in the photo, but it's, I don't know. That's where the idea came from. And then I just was like, it came quite quickly. I remember walking when I came up with it and I texted Rebecca and I was like, I think I have an idea. I just need to like write it out. And yeah, the idea was, you know, made zero sense at all. It was like <laughs> a contemporary photo shoot. So both photog like kind of like an Irving Penn, as if Irving Penn was, you know, doing a photo shoot, but also like a video kind of like doc interview photo shoot, you know, with the contemporary world, contemporary behind the scenes, you know, crew, craft services, lights, all the all the stuff. And then these characters were kind of like plopped in there like almost like as if they got off a time machine or something and then it was just kind of about within this world of the photo shoot kind of showing all the like dynamics of the story and to really show the characters as well as the costumes up close so like you know for example like everyone on the photo shoot needs to keep the secret that uh you know, of the spindle, of the spell from Aurora, which happens in the ballet. In the photo shoot, Carabas kind of like barges in as if she wasn't invited, you know, which is the same as in the ballet. Yeah. Yeah, so the photo shoot took place right before her 16th birthday. Aurora's I mean, again, this birthday, makes yeah. zero sense, <laughs> which I'm aware of, but that was what was supposed to be funny about it. It was a little absurd, but also kind of getting the message across. And yeah, I mean, but it was also risky and ambitious asking the dancers to speak. And, you know, that's something that like, again, like they didn't have time to really prepare because they were in season Yeah. and everyone was incredible. And, you know, I had also never directed anyone actually acting, mm -hmm. speaking. So that was new for me as well. That's another one where I'm like, oh, we should have just done more improv. Like we should have like plopped. I had everything scripted. And really it was like, after the shoot, I was like, we should have just had every single character just like go and kind of like see what happened. Like the way, you know, you know, but everything that we got in that was like in the, it was written. Mm -hmm. So, but it really like improv would have lent itself really well to that concept. And I feel like everyone we got would have been really good at that, but it was all like scheduled and planned out. So, And again, expensive to have like, the crew and everyone there and everyone mm -hmm. behind the scenes kind of like yeah. working for like a whole day. Yeah. That was a big learning experience. Everything has been, so. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, please head <laughs> to either New York City Ballet website or YouTube yeah, or Facebook. Yeah, I think Facebook. you can Google it, honestly. It's out, it's out there in the in the world. Sleeping and... Beauty, Sean Swazi, no, 2019. It'll come up. <laughs> I don't think I don't Yes, think it that. will. I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's fantastic. It's like, it's like a, a comedic contemporary yeah. photo shoot using the characters of Sleeping yeah. Beauty and yeah. I thought it turned out great. I watched it. I know I watched it a number of times but I'm not the only one. <laughs> and then also I specifically remember Megan Dutton O'Hara as the queen. Mm -hmm. Just the way she, she gets this donut. Well, she a donut? And yeah. she, she's the queen and she just is like looking at the donut and then she picks it up, takes a bite. <laughs> it's yeah. just perfect. And so if, and yeah, anyway, just great yeah, great acting, great um, storytelling. You know, 
great Thank promo you. material. Thank you know, you. it just was a big win for me. It's hard to do new things or even take a chance on stepping out of what every other dance company is doing to promote because quote unquote that seems to be working it's you know mm -hmm. people are yeah, clicking on it looking at it people enjoy watching dance but it's sometimes also good to take a chance and do something else that it's also artistic and brings a new light to a ballet that is old and it's yeah, been yeah. done many times by everyone so i thought that was it was a very clever concept and Thank a very you. clever way to do it thank you yeah everything that you've done that that i've seen has been so beautiful and articulate you. you can tell that there's a lot of care for the details in everything so i know that as viewers it's enjoyable and then as dancers it's mm -hmm. encouraging and we just feel yeah like we trust what your vision is thank which you. is great but i have a, a question stepping back even further than just this dance filmmaking uh -oh. but um where like where do you get your inspiration from? Are you like constantly looking at oh. other art forms or looking at other dance media? Um, or I mean, ballet is my favorite thing ever. Mm -hmm. But you know, I've spent my entire life looking at it from since I was a boy. Like just like looking at photo pictures, dance magazine from when I was a kid. Brochure. I mean, like I would flip through City Ballet and ABT's brochures like constantly I would wait for that stuff to come in the mail same with dance magazine taking books out from the library renting things when you did that mm -hmm. <laughs> from the video store mm -hmm. I mean I watched like the Bolshoi's Nutcracker like a million like I w watched all that stuff the Balanchine Celebration we had taped it from PBS like I've been watching ballet my whole life so as I've gotten older yeah like the th I mean I'm not searching for inspiration I mean honestly most of the things that I save are like interiors, like rooms, like as far as inspiration. Mm. That's like the thing that I'm like always pulling and saving. But I try to look at, you know, I look at a lot of art, but not, it's not like I'm like searching for inspiration. I, but I do like look at a lot of stuff. But yeah, there isn't like a Sean's mood board that exists somewhere. <laughs> it's just like, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, it's paying attention. It's kind of in your mind, I would say. Yeah, assume. I mean, I, I, love, I, I, love, I love to look and life. see a lot, a lot everything. I think it's project to project. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what what's the thing that you're trying to do? And then, yeah, I mean, like, pulling inspiration is probably something I could be better at. You know, that, that can be a huge process, researching and pulling inspiration, seeing everything that's out there. I mean, that's also something that I think I didn't realize, like that most times when people are do, you know, designing something, they're, it's not copying, but they are really taking inspiration from- Referencing. Ref yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something I like, I, I guess I didn't realize that people did that until, you know. But there's also something that has to do with like having too much exposure. Because even as a dancer, like sometimes if I see a lot of it and a lot of the same and so many different people do it, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm a little, it can affect me directly to like my own performance and my own like decision making when it comes to like style and how do I want to do something. So mm -hmm. I think there is a nice balance between seeing what's out there, drawing um, yeah. inspiration from and just like, being overexposed. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm like, this is what my style is. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. means like the way I dress, that means like the way I decorate my apartment. Like I used to think this and now I, that's changed. Yeah, it's true. Like, it really, it's that's true. very like my vibe. Yeah. Is like I haven't figured anything out 
you know, you're always. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, but the beauty is that you're allowing yourself to explore these different artistic venues and styles, and you're. I think it's great. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see both of you. You too. Well, thank you so much for listening. So this video that we've been chatting about that Sean was heavily involved with, as well as myself, it's the 75th anniversary of New York City Ballet. So please keep your eyes open. Yep, eyes open. You can probably find it, I guess, on the probably New York City Ballet website, Instagram, probably Facebook, you know, all of those usual outlets, probably YouTube. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see it. I have... I'm so excited to see. It. I haven't seen a thing. I know because Sean it. didn't let you. It, not even then, and not even now. Like I, I, I'm gonna see it for the first time as well as everyone at home. Mm-hmm. Well, we should have um... a viewing party. Exactly. Ah! <laughs> so we can all scream together. All right, everyone, get your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that actually. I would too. Let's elevate it. Let's elevate yeah. films. I know when we did. You remember when Nutcracker? When we first got into the company. Oh, yes. They did uh, live from live Lincoln, from Lincoln Center, Center. The Nutcracker. Nutcracker. And then we did a viewing party when yep. they came on TV. Yep, we did a viewing party with the TV. Yep. And then also, I know I watched it at least once. I think just once in the theaters. Like You went it, to the theater? I was in the theater, yeah. I think well, I went you know with what? my family. I think, I think that makes sense because you were in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true. You were in it, so that's that makes it true. No, but like you were like, how many like how many times have you been in like the biggest screen? Zero. Once. Once. Once during the, the Nutcracker, Nutcracker, so you better go and catch a while. You while's know playing. what? Ballet four twenty two. Ballet four twenty two. Another film. But another film. Another dance film in But again, it's like you I'm in the corner scene. Can you tell us what Ballet Four Two Two is? Ballet 422 is a Is that what it's called? By... Ballet 422? Yeah. No, Ballet 422? I mean, or Ballet 422? I'm just asking. I wasn't in it. I wasn't in it. Okay, so yeah, that came out um, a few years ago. Ooh, 10? I don't know. But anyway, it was a film directed by Jody Lee Leipz and produced by Ellen Barr, who's a former dancer with New York City Ballet, that looked at the creation of a new dance, specifically a new dance made by Justin Peck. And the film, for the most part, like, there's no, it's not really, like, Script. an interview. Yeah, no, not scripted. It's more documentary It's style, more documentary, but documentary without interviews. Right. So it's really just, like, a camera following scenes in the studio, on stage. So it's kind of a quieter film. But, yeah, that came out to the big theater a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Paso La Jolla. Paso La Jolla was, the, was ballet. the ballet that was... And it, it, the name of... The, oh, the title yeah. of the movie is 422 because it was the, the number... 422nd ballet. Ballet choreographed. Yep, at New York City Ballet. You know, we should wrap this up. This was a deviation. This yeah, might not this even was, make This was it. the extra. This is for the extra... This is the extra bonus Extra pocket. Okay, we should let y'all go. Thank you so much for listening Please head over to New York City Ballet Podcast. Go to the Rosenbox. Subscribe. Listen to us. Like. Like. Love. Like. Love. That's enough. And enjoy. And you'll hear us again soon. That's it. That's it. Okay. Bye.
Sean, do you have any other questions that for you? We, or, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 